Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends. I am back with another episode of the Second Phase Podcast. I have a question for you this morning. How many of you live by the golden rule, treating others as you want to be treated? I know that I was taught that to live that way, and for many, many, many years, that's exactly what I've done almost to the extent of treating everyone else even better than I want to be treated. And today we are going to flip this switch on that thinking, on that messaging that we've heard for so many years. Emily Golden is my guest and she wrote the book, The New Golden Rule. So we are going to talk about the new golden rule and we're going to talk about the survival self and how the two come together and how the golden you is going to learn how to overpower the survival self, so to speak, so that you can really and truly live as your golden self and put more energy, more positive energy, not only into your world, but into the relationships that you have with those people nearest and dearest to you. So This episode is really empowering. I think it's going to really shift your perspective and your way of thinking. So please listen to the end and then connect with Emily after the fact, because I think you're going to find her so inspiring that you're going to just want more and more and more information for her on her own transformational journey, but on how you too can transform your life so that you're putting all that goodness that is within you out into the world and most importantly, taking care of you first, identifying with yourself first, and then, and then letting other people treat you the same way and you treating other people the same way. Emily Golden, welcome to the second phase podcast. Thanks for having me today, Robin. Well, I'm excited that you're here. The whole topic of conversation today is going to be about your book and your new concept, the new golden rule. I think we were all taught to live by the golden rule and your idea of how we can shift our perspective on that is pretty amazing. I loved the book, The New Golden Rule, and I highly recommend it to listeners. Listeners, I will have the link in the show notes so that you can easily purchase it. It's worth picking up for sure, especially if you are in any state of procrastination, self-doubt, perfectionism is holding you back and keeping you stuck in that pit of molasses and mud. So pick it up 
it will give you some inspiration. But for the time being, before you go do that, Emily, will you please tell us about yourself? Absolutely. So I am master certified coach, Emily Golden. And I say the master certified coach because I worked very hard to get to that distinction. I am an executive and career coach. I work with high performing humans who are very smart and very accomplished, many of whom have it all quote unquote on paper and also find themselves um, struggling with people pleasing, with having to do things a certain way, having to look a certain way. And that narrative in their head is is holding them back. And they may not even realize it, but they may just know that something is off and that there's an opportunity to be more satisfied in life. I love that. And I think anyone who is high achieving can relate to everything that you just said. And this is what had me create the new golden rule. Of course, my clients are a reflection of me, right? This is who I am. I followed all of the prescription, if you will, or the prescriptive way of operating, went to the great school, got the great grades, graduated and got the great job, was climbing the corporate ladder, had my, got married, had my children, and I had it all on paper. And I was inside, I was unhappy. Something wasn't right. And it wasn't a... Um, like a depression, it was just more this low level um, dissatisfaction. When my daughter was five in 2010, she was diagnosed with a neurological condition called Tourette syndrome. And while that stopped us in our tracks, it was actually the thing that got me to get real with myself on what I wanted to be doing with myself professionally. I always knew I was going to be a working mom. I always knew that that was going to be the healthiest makeup for our family, for me to be putting my energy into creating something and just being a professional. But climbing the ladder in human resources, while I was doing a great job because I was following all the quote unquote rules, not actually satisfying me. So in 2016, after I completed a year long transformational coaching program, I discovered this new golden rule. So the old golden rule says to treat others the way you want to be treated. And I say, treat yourself the way you want others to treat you. Because I was spending so much time and energy doing the doing for other people, for recognition, for validation, for acceptance. And I was finding that though I was getting there to the goal, I wasn't satisfied. And then I would want more. And then I would want more. And it just wasn't a healthy place for me to live because the truth is beneath the surface, I was not being very nice to myself. I was not thin enough. I was not smart enough. I was not successful enough. I wasn't a good enough mother. I wasn't a good enough daughter. Um, The way I cooked wasn't good enough. I had all of this noise beneath the surface and I didn't talk about it, but it was there and it showed up and seeped out in different ways, like overworking like being distracted, like maybe even with my relationship with food, not maybe that definitely was a thing, like how it showed up in the relationship with food. And when we're not kind to ourselves, how on earth can we possibly truly be kind and humane to others? So as I did my own work 
And I really worked on that relationship with myself. My life began to change and not just change, but like transform. My relationships became more wholehearted. I developed friendships with people who I could really see as opposed to just that armor that people Uh wear. Uh Um, My relationship with my career became more clear. Moving into the role of coach full-time and actually building a business, which is something I never would have expected. I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. It turns out I am, and it fits me like a glove. Um, My relationship with my partner became shift seismically, right? And it's no surprise that when we're being critical of us, we are also critical of those closest to us. Mm -hmm. So I am not ashamed to say that I was very critical of my husband. And, you know, after the early days of marriage, I noticed I was criticizing him in my head for certain things he wasn't doing, who he wasn't being. And the natural next step is to do that with your kids. Mm -hmm. And gosh, the shame I was feeling because of the narrative in my head about who they should be and how they should look and what they should do was just weighing me down. So again, the shift to treating myself the way I want others to treat me opened up this whole world. And that's what led me to write this book because I, I had to hit almost like a rock bottom with my daughter's diagnosis in order to take this work on at the level that I have. And I don't want other people to have to hit that rock bottom. I want other people to know that the thing we miss as a culture in terms of education with our kids and with ourselves as adults is how we treat ourselves is ultimately a mirror for how we're going to be treating other people. 100%. 100%. And it's really funny, not funny, how it takes us so long to recognize this, how we can go through our entire lives thinking, living, acting the same way with the exception of progressively getting worse and more critical in our own minds until something crashes. So I personally am very grateful for you and the fact that you are willing to be vulnerable and share all that with us and then help us move forward from that place of that negative um, commentary in our heads. That's going to hold, not only hold us back, but cause us to hurt ourselves and hurt others in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for saying that um, around the vulnerability too. Um, Many of my clients have shared with me that one of the things that they really get from the coaching relationship is how it looks to be vulnerable and to own it. When I share, I'm not looking for anyone to fix me or make me feel better. That's my job, Mm -hmm. right? I have support structures in place so that I can do my job of taking care of myself. But I really thank you for saying that about the vulnerability, because quite frankly, when I published that book, I felt in ways elated and proud. And in other ways, like I was standing naked in the middle of a field. So Emily, you just said something really, to me, really empowering because when we accept vulnerability, I think it changes who we are at the core. I don't think that it's easy. I think it's very hard to admit that we're flawed. And when we are high achievers and perfectionists, I think is the key phrase here. It's really hard to admit that 
we are not perfect. And if we can't accept that and embrace ourselves as who we are, then we can't embrace other people as they are. And I think as entrepreneurs or in corporate, I think, you know, our listeners are a mix, but when we're in those scenarios and you're talking about trying to become a leader and really help other people along their journey and be a good role model for them, but also lead them to task and lead them to success. It's really hard to do that if you're not in the right frame of mind. And in the book, you talked about the survival self and how the survival self kicks in. And <laughs> I, I love this concept because it's like there's these two this, this conversation between two parts of our brain going on all the time. It's almost like our heart and head speaking inside our brain. And it's, they're very conflicted at times. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk about that and how the new golden rule can help us silence the survival self to take away the negative energy, the negative thoughts, those, those thoughts that are truly holding us back from being the person we want to be truly desire to be. And also at the same time, let those in our lives be who they're meant to be and not try to shift them and change them. You've all heard me talk about the necessity to build a solid foundation for your business in order to have long-term success. As an entrepreneur, the core of that foundation is having a personal brand. So how much do you know about personal branding? Are you ready to find out? Just head over to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and take the personal brand IQ quiz. After you take the quiz and submit your answers, you'll have an opportunity to not only get your results, but to ask me any of your personal brand and business specific questions. I cannot wait to see what your results are. And even more important, I can't wait to have your questions come in so that I can help you grow your personal brand and that solid foundation for long-term success. I love this question. And I'll just start by saying how ironic, not ironic, and how meant to be it is that I have two children now that have Tourette syndrome, two children who have a neurological condition that is not something that is hidden. It is very visible at times, right? And this attachment that I had to the way things look on the outside or having to be a certain way just simply cannot exist anymore because I am raising these two children who I love more than anything and their imperfections are right there on the surface. So I say that's God, the divine universe's way of reminding me what really matters in this experience. We are humans. Humans are flawed. Humans are beautiful. And to be able to accept both parts of ourselves and to embrace both parts of ourselves is super important. So I'll back up and describe these two parts of self. There's the part of ourself that is the natural state of who we are. And then there's the survival self, which is the part of us that we have learned to become, to adapt, and to essentially protect ourselves. One isn't good and the other's bad. It's not like that. It's important for us to understand though. So I call highest and best self, the essence of who we are, golden self. So I have a great last name for this. And it hit me one day, like when I'm at my highest and best, I'm coming from my highest and best, my golden self. And I'm relating to others as their golden self. So number one, tool that I give my clients who are struggling with someone on their team or someone in their life is who are you 
highest and best? And who are they highest and best? And how does the conversation and interaction change between the two of you when you're relating from that place? So that's a powerful, powerful distinction. You might want to know, how do you figure out what your golden self is? And great news, I do some walking through of it in the book. And I also just launched an online course where we take readers deeper into how to distinguish that part of self. But, you know, essentially, if you ask a few people who know you, when you show up into a room, what comes with you, you'll hear about your golden self. You don't likely even see this part of yourself unless you're really immersed in self-awareness work. But it's important to know who you are highest and best. I am wisdom and radiance. I am passion and vision, and I am love. So that's golden self. Then we've got the survival self. And this is the part of us that was born when we were very young. And it's the part of us that protects us. It's the part of us that once had once, twice, three times, maybe had pain around a certain situation, a certain issue. Maybe we were just being ourselves, and we were made fun of. Maybe a parent said, you're too much or stop being so shy, right? And so we created these survival selves and there are multiple survival selves. One of my survival selves is perfectionism. And it's not that my house has to look perfect, by the way, it does not. It's not about things on the outside. It's about me trying to control Mm -hmm. what you think of me. Because if I know that you think positively of me, then maybe I can think positively of myself. So it's this attempt to manage and control how other people are relating to me. So that's perfectionism. I also do people-pleasing. That's an automatic for me and one that I've worked very, very hard on choosing wisely. So I actually relate to this survival self as like sometimes the people pleasing and perfectionism stuff serves me. Most of the time it doesn't, but I get to choose where am I going to come from on any specific challenge in my life or any specific moment in my life. Other survival selves are being overly critical of self, being overly critical of others. And yes, you could call that perfectionism, but it shows its head in different ways. Procrastination is absolutely um, a survival self and procrastination because for many reasons, but one reason is I don't want to work on something and not do it perfectly. So if I procrastinate, I only give myself a day or two to work on this thing. And then when the finished product isn't perfect, well, I can say, If I had taken more time on it, it would be perfect. So that's another survival self. Other survival selves, I see this one all the time, is like a righteousness. I'm right, you're wrong. And that has us essentially making decisions about other people and other things without all the information. The problem with righteousness and decision-making that way is that we miss possibility. If I've already decided that you are a certain way, not as smart, not as efficient, right? I've already decided certain things about who you are. And when I'm in relationship with you, I'm relating to you as fixed, as kind of stuck. And that means our relationship can only go so deep. Mm -hmm. It's that concept of judgment. You know, I think we take a perception and we mold it to how we think it is, but you can't go deep at all. If you're stuck in these thoughts of a way that you think it is like, you have to be open to 
accept others, I think, where they are, but learn about them first before you make those judgments and decisions. And sometimes I think we're so into ourselves, we don't give other people the opportunity to show who they are or to let their best light shine. And as you were talking, I I just have to relate this because the whole podcast is about, you know, building a personal brand and all of that. But as you know, I say that your personal brand is what other people think, say, and feel about you. So as you were talking about controlling that perception Mm -hmm. from a perfectionism point of view, it's, we really do have that opportunity to control how other people think, say, and feel about us. And that is something we need to be doing in order to grow our our brands and our businesses, but it's not coming from a place of perfectionism. I just want to clarify that for the listeners. I want to specify that when you are controlling what other people think, say, and feel about you, you are showing your whole self. You're doing what Emily has done here today. You're showing the vulnerable side of you. You know, you're embracing vulnerability to show the authentic true self, the mistakes, the failures, the things you've learned from on your journey and you're embracing all of those things and you're showing the best parts of you too. You're showing the golden you, but you're showing everything to create that perception because that at the end of the day is what differentiates you. So I just wanted to add that in because as you were speaking I was like, okay, wait. I always say that you control what other people think about you, but I have to clarify this because I mean the whole picture. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. And my experience over my own journey over these many years is that anytime I thought like I was being my best self, quote unquote, I was holding back a side of me and it really took the transformational work to be able to see who I am and accept who I am wholly. And the feedback that I get when I come from that space is, ah, wow, I can really see you. And so when it comes to branding, it's so important, I think, for people to do their work on themselves, to understand who they are fully, and to be willing and courageous enough to say, this is who I am. These are my blocks. These are my stops. These are the places that I get hooked. And you know, here's the greatness of who I am as a human. That is magnetic. That is attractive. And for me, having branded myself the way that I've done, which is just to be more of me every day, the people that are meant to be in my world, in my orbit, in my practice, working with me in some way, they find me Uh and they say to me, you're talking to me directly. And look, I'm not for everyone. You're not for everyone. No one is for everyone. Nope. I say that all the time. Yeah. But that's the importance of being your golden self every single day. Mm-hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, but it's how you embrace it and what you do with it, how you act, how you put yourself out there and how you interact with other people. So there's so much power in this. I just love it. And what's really neat, I'll just say, is that I've watched my evolution and I've watched the impact it's had on my children, particularly on my daughter who could easily fall at the fall to this perfectionism uh, way of living. I learned it at the knee of my mother and she could have learned it at the knee of me. And I chose something different and it is a continuous work in progress with her or in process with her, but it works at 16 and a half. She really loves herself. And she also laughs about the parts of herself that aren't so great. We are totally in this human experience together. And it feels so 
reaffirming to know that I'm vulnerable with her. I tell her about my own struggles openly because I want her to know I am no perfect specimen by any stretch and that she fills in some gaps for me and I fill in some gaps for her. You know, we, we work together. So I just want to say that embracing all of you has ripple effects in every area of your life. I love that. That's beautiful. Emily, do you have any last like words of wisdom that you want to leave the listeners with to empower them to go forward and find their golden self and live that way? I will say that the things that you look at in other people and admire, maybe even the things that you're a little bit envious of, you see them because they live inside of you. You see them because that's who you are. If you look at someone else and you say, wow, she's got, you know, she's got her stuff together. She's such a loving mom. She's all of that lives inside of you too. Your survival self is likely in the way and it is possible to emerge from that and to really live into your highest and best you. So that's one thing. And then I'll also just say that one of the things that's been instrumental for me in learning to be more of me every day and to love myself is a connection with silence. And I talk about this at the end of the book with just being quiet with myself and actually learning to tolerate myself alone. And this might seem obvious or it might seem really challenging, but I would encourage you to take a look at those two things and implement some shifts for yourself. I love that. Emily, where can the listeners find you to learn more from you, connect with you, potentially hire you? So the new goldenrule.info is where you can learn more about the book. It also connects to Golden Resources, which is my company. So it's not just me. I have a host of coaches now that I get the honor and the privilege to work with. And I'll also just say that I rolled out an online program, which includes an online training, and you can add on a few coaching sessions too. So this is the first time I'm offering something like this so that people can get a taste of coaching without having to dive into a six-month or year-long program. Oh, I love that. I'm a huge fan of coaching. I feel like we all need a coach and it just adds, enhances, empowers us and makes our journey so much better. So I'm glad that you're offering that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. I love this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to read the book. And it was just my pleasure. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.